Construct with Clark and Alyssa. Well, we made it. <laughs> we made does, it to the end of the book. How does it feel, Clark? How does it feel? Oh, man. Feels like loose ends are being wrapped up. Um, feels like Dumbledore <laughs> appears. He appeared. He appeared. He had an idea and it didn't suck. There he is. <laughs> uh, so apparently Dumbledore's character in this book. But um, I don't know. I feel good. I feel... <sighs> I... I feel like I would have done it differently. I still wanted Harry to end up with either Sirius or Lupin. I think that would have been great. So with the book kind of ending with him like, oh, back to the Dursleys, I'm like, oh, we're going to have the <laughs> same thing. Like, again, the beginning of the book is going to be like, oh, the Dursleys were like, I-, I can just like see it already in my head where it's like, okay, well, we're going to do that again, huh? All right, we'll do that again, I guess. Or maybe not. You give me that that. Old familiar I'm, smile. The next book is one of my favorite books. It's a, uh, yeah. And and so I'm I'm excited. Yeah. It's uh, gonna be a little while, but I'm excited. Yeah, it is gonna be a while. It's it's probably gonna be what did we say? January. But January before We're, we start up with another Harry Potter book. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so why don't you tell our lovely listeners what we're talking about today? The finale of the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got another <laughs> couple episodes, but still. Yeah. Um, this episode, we're talking about chapters 19 and 20. In chapter 19, which is Hermione's secret, Harry and Hermione go back in time to save Buckbeak and Sirius. Harry casts a corporeal patronus and saves the day. Corporeal. Corporeal. What does that? Uh, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the world? What does that? What does that mean? <laughs> do you not know the word, or do you want me to? I thought I did, but I thought corporeal had like a. It, it meant like it was spooky in a certain way. But I you're thinking ethereal. I think mm, could be. That's more like mystic. I think corporeal is like it's solid. Oh. It's it's. Oh, not, so it's like the opposite not of ethereal. tangible necessarily, but. Hmm. Okay. Excuse me while I Google, because hmm. I want to make sure that I'm right. That's what this is all about. Yeah, having a body. Words. That's what it means. Okay. So, solid, tangible, real. Hmm. Cool. So, not missed. Hmm. He missed on the mist. <laughs> not missed. And um, and we're talking about the last two chapters, right? So that's yes. the what? 12 and 13, 11 and 12, 10 and 11. I'm getting there. Let I me work through this. I literally just said Let it. Let me work through this. 19 and 20. That's not right. That's not right either. <laughs> That's not right either one. Uh, it's 21 and 22. Hello. 21 and 22. Shoot. I said it wrong earlier. This is awesome. <laughs> you it's think been we a... know what we're doing. Yeah, you think so. It's been a long road. It's, it's... been a long road. Uh, boy. 21, Hermione's Secret. Hermione's Secret. Um, Hermione's Secret. You guessed it, because you're much more aware of the world than Harry and Ron are. I mean, <laughs> like, if you thought it was obvious that Lupin was a werewolf, like, the Time Turner thing, that's, yeah, pretty oblivious, those, those kiddos. The thing that I forgot with the Time Turner is that it, it it's it's a little TARDIS like it's time and space. TARDIS like? Yeah. TARDIS like. They 
put it on and she puts it over the two of them and it takes them to a different place. And I was trying to figure out what that logic was. Oh. And I think it takes you back in your timeline. Oh. So it takes you back to where you were three hours ago. Okay. And so really lucky that Dumbledore said you two should do this because I think you two were together because I don't know what would happen if she did over the both of them, but they were in two different places. Yeah. That would not be good. Huh. I guess that's why you just trust Dumbledore. (laughs) And I think that's why the time turner, like, you're really not supposed to, like, that's, there are so many things that could go wrong. And that's just one of, like, the most basic ones where it's like, oh, yeah, where was I four hours ago? Like, exactly where was I? It's one of those things you'd almost have to, like, premeditate using it, really. Yeah, and and, I mean, that's what Hermione's been doing all yeah, all year yeah. of I I know I'm going to be here and this is the point like I mean what what does that day have to look like where I get to this pillar and then I do the time turner thing and then I step out from this pillar and then I come back to that pillar and I do this and I step out a little bit farther and like why didn't she go back and make it to that class on time instead of apologizing to the teacher and feeling so bad and he was disappointed I think and I thought about this at the time I think because Harry and Ron noticed. Okay. So Harry and Ron woke her up. And so then that would, that's what triggered her going, would have triggered her going back and she would have created a paradox. Oh yeah. And there would be sleeping Hermione and waking Hermione, which would be really weird if someone saw her sleeping and. Yeah. It's. Also knowing that she was in class or something like that. And I think Hermione is a little bit on the honor system. She's, she's a little bit of a girl (laughs) scout. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps part of the agreement was you only use it for an hour at a time. Hmm. And going back more than an hour is a problem. Okay. Oh, hey, cat. Cat. Uh, we're joined today by Short Round, the guest cat. The okay, just gonna... right before we started recording, not through my headphone cable. If so, you're um, going to be here, you got to sit. So hopefully the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But she is a wonderful cat, and I, I am sad that she will be going back to her owners. But it's been nice having her in the studio. I hope you guys have enjoyed her antics, all one episode she's been on. But um, <laughs> sorry, I got to give a shout out to Shorty. She's a great cat. I am gonna miss her when she leaves yeah. us. There yeah. we go, sitting down. That's good. She's she's mellow. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so this so, was a this was an action chapter. Alyssa, action, 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 and and all of these moments of like, oh, almost being caught. This is great. This is great. Um, My favorite part about that mm-hmm. was Harry had no idea what was going on, and Hermione didn't take five paragraphs to explain it to him. She, she was just, just like, did it. <laughs> not now, later. And then yeah. she, I think she gave like a sentence to him. That's mm. it. And I was just like, this, this. This is the exposition that I need, which is not. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. He'll, you'll figure it out later. It's uh, or you'll figure it out as you go. You know, she's like, just, just stay with me. It's and I'm and I mean I know it's it's a very different kind of exposition, but like, she, she we were putting together how she got has been doing everything that she's been doing. She easily could have been like, and here's how I did this, and here's how I did this, and yeah, here's how true. I did this, yeah. But she, no, she's like, that's how I've been getting to all my classes. Yeah, that's it. She's been good about it. 
And and so mm. just to see that when when I know that there are whole chapters of fudge rambling <laughs> at the three broomsticks, <laughs> just like or the entire shrieking shack, yeah, four chapter insanity, <sighs> like man. And I know I know there's a benefit when you're there and you're there and you just get to see it happen, but. Mm-hmm. I wish all exposition could happen this way, which is to say not, while still communicating it. Yeah. Show don't tell, right? Yeah. Uh, hmm. So there's that. And Dumbledore appears. Dumbledore appears. I counted the pages while I roughed around about how many pages. Mm-hmm. Um, about 160 pages we've gone without Dumbledore. Really? Yeah. You're kidding me. No. I am not. That is crazy. It's It's been since Christmas. And yet he was at Hagrid's hut. He was. It happened. He I don't know there. how he got there. No clue. Apparently there's no apparating in Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, Dude, talk about big bombs that they drop. Like, first of all, why would... If something is being yelled by a character in a moment of fury in all caps, that's an important thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, we need to remember that for a book or two from now. Like, you cannot apparate or whatever in Hogwarts. Yeah, we've heard that in every single <clears throat> book, I think. Mm-hmm. Which we don't even really, like, we haven't really seen what apparition is Yeah, yet. yeah. And so, like, it's one of those things that, I, I think it works, though. I think it works a little bit that, like, everyone sort of takes it for granted. And, and it's just so common knowledge in this community that, like, I, as the reader, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. But someone's like, clearly, this most common form of transportation should be possible, right? It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. And then Dumbledore appears, and he's, like, giddy. <laughs> he's yeah he i don't know how he knew things would play out this way i mean he must have just come up with an idea and been like wait a second like how did he know how did he or is that is that next chapter that he's tickled it's next chapter that he's just just tickled this chapter he appears and he's like his normal quiet like hmm, i don't know it's just gonna be well, how it is tickled about buckbeak getting away well, this chapter, Buckpeak hasn't gotten away yet. Oh, shoot. That's yeah. next chapter. Sorry. I jumped ahead. Yeah. But he appears, and and he I love how he turns to Hermione. He gives her all of the information and doesn't bother to tell Harry everything. And it's just like, yeah, because who's the brains of the operation? <laughs> Let's be honest. Don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about explaining to Harry. He's good on his feet. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Buckbeak totally gets away in this chapter. <laughs> Buckbeak gets away in this chapter. Oh, but, but the, the Dumb- Great Escape doesn't happen. Dumbledore's reaction to it doesn't happen until the next chapter. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so that happens. Um, and then as soon as they go back in time and they see all the things, Harry does the most human thing of let's fix all the things because we're back in time. Yep. Which gets really exhausting. <laughs> Was that exhausting for you? Uh, it did seem like Hermione had to repeat herself an awful lot of times. And it seems like he should have caught on faster than he did. Or like... I mean, I don't know. I get it, because Harry kind of just does what he wants. Yeah. And the world bends around him. And, and so if he's like, no, we need to do this thing he hasn't really met a lot of resistance oh yeah especially from hermione and ron like the times that he has met resistance from them 
they've been wrong and he's been right. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Or there was a misunderstanding enough that like it didn't matter. Yeah. Or it's Harry wanting to go after Sirius Black. But yeah. in some way that worked out for him because he got to <laughs> trust meet your gut, kid. Someone. Yeah. That, I mean he he wanted to kill him, but still. Instead he got a godfather. Yay. They all lived happily ever after. I do have of. questions about that for the next chapter because it seems Mm. I think we can talk about this chapter. This is the chapter that um, Sirius leaves. No, nah, but the, next chapter is the letter. Yeah, I want to talk about the letter later. But good. Um, later, letter. Good. Uh, so I do want to talk about Buckbeak because he was hilarious with just like not wanting to go at all. It had no sense of urgency, and like just trying to like was dragging his feet the whole time. And I'm just like, this is this is kind of funny. Like it, it added a good amount of tension. You know? Yeah, it's, I mean, they could have easily, like, gone and saved the day and, like, there's a lot of downtime in yeah. this chapter. Like, they they have a lot of downtime. They don't waste my time with the downtime. No, but no. But to be Harry and Ron and, or, excuse me, uh, Harry and Hermione and sitting, waiting for people to emerge from the Shrieking Shack for, mm-hmm. like, 45 minutes, like, yeah, that would yeah. be maddening. Yeah. <laughs> and then they piece together, like, oh, shoot, like... Lupin the werewolf is going to come this direction. Panic run. Like ah. right this way. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. that was good. And then they make it back to Hagrid's. Oh, but during that time, there's drunk Hagrid. Drunk Hagrid. Uh it's like I feel like you should take a drink every time <laughs> you see drunk Hagrid. <laughs> if you're reading this in a night, you might get pretty trashed. I don't know. He got trashed quick. He and unless he was already drinking before everyone showed up, but well, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, I think he, I don't know if he was, was he drunk when when Harry, Ron, and Hermione? I don't think so. He, I don't think so. I he think was he just was so worried. Distressed, yeah, yeah, and 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 to see drunk Hagrid celebrating. And just totally like, I don't care. I don't care how great it. It's so great. <laughs> I like the Dumbledore. Like Buckbeak got away, and like, oh, the executioner was so upset. And, oh, Fudge is like, oh no, this is gonna look so bad. And I think Dumbledore is like, Hagrid, could I have some tea, or maybe a large brandy? <laughs> and I'm like, a large brandy <laughs> from Hagrid. From Hagrid. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Like human sized brandy. Like like I don't know how bit how what what word would JK Rowling use mm-hmm. to describe a large brandy for Hagrid? Oh boy. We, we have dolphin sized <laughs> Baby dolphin baby, feet. Baby baby dolphin feet. Um, trash can sized hands. Oh boy. Spittoon sized. <laughs> uh, spittoon's tiny for Hagrid. Spittoons are usually uh boom. trying to think of what would be Hmm. Picnic basket? No. I'm trying to think what they would have in the wizarding world. Large brandy. Large brandy. Well, it's, it's but she doesn't use wizarding world words. She she uses muggle words. What's that word for a mug that starts with like an F L? A flag flig a, a flag flag. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be real big. It'd be real big. So, yeah, that cracked me up where I'm like, Dumbledore, you're just going to hit that brandy right now. Um, 
but yes. Okay, how much do you think Buckbeak understood what was happening? At all? Zero. Zero? I think Buckbeak could tell distress. Okay. I think Buckbeak could tell Hagrid's distress, which I think is why he didn't want to leave mm-hmm. initially, because Hagrid's distressed. And if I leave, this, like, I want to go help him. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as they get him back into Hagrid's hut, he's like, I'm home. The end. It's cool. We're this, good. this is my place. I did like that scene. He it was, was so, so cute. great. Um, I I, just, I don't think he has a clue. I wish I knew how those things understood how they were being insulted. Because there's this level of intelligence, but boy, pretty I specific. I think it's tone. Oh really? I don't know. I I think it's sort of like when when people talk to dogs and like you're such a moron. Yeah. You're so stupid. <laughs> I'm leaving you tomorrow. I'm smiling and you're just I'm mm-hmm, just using mm-hmm. the happy voice, but you're terrible. <laughs> you're the worst dog in the world. Like people who do that. Hmm. I was doing that with the cat just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a little psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna find the tallest bridge. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after all of this um harry and hermione take buckbeak to hagrid's yes and then harry's like i'm gonna go watch for when it's time mm. i'm using air quotes mm-hmm. read i'm gonna go find my dad yeah which that was like a very short-lived theory <laughs> like i thought that there would be more time and that i could ask you if you thought that was actually harry's dad oh yeah but initially, I think, so So last chapter, mm-hmm. did you think that all of those Patronuses that Harry was casting, mm-hmm. were one of those was actually effective? Or what did you think had happened before he passed out? Because something saved them. Mm-hmm. You thought it was Harry. Mm-hmm. How? Uh, I guess I just thought it was like a delayed effect on the Patronus. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, the Patronus was coming, but it was coming out of some, I don't know, somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. I went but... to go get a Big Mac, and then I came back. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, boy, that's my that's my cue. Yeah, but I figured, like, if anything, the little ones had built up enough that the Patronus was like, oh, okay, okay, fine, jeez. Like, I don't think he had cast something really powerful enough to do it, but just, like, the urgency and the way he was doing it was enough to... Um. So I guess I kind of had my mind that the Patronus is, is that fickle. Okay. Where it's like the Patronus, in, in its some certain way, can make its own decision. And it can be like, nah. <laughs> or it can be like, nah, close enough. Like, eh, close enough. Uh, so that's about what I think. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't ever have believed that it was Harry's dad, unless for some reason the Patronus, like, starts off as a human and then like as it's running through the air turns into a prongs but that'd be just so cheesy like i don't i don't know leave that for animorphs and (laughs) that's fine so i do wonder like animorphs does make me think of this like if they could control their animagus stuff well enough that he could like just grow horns how cool would that be yeah That, that would be just like that daniel radcliffe movie horns (laughs) <laughs> is that the one where he's dead <laughs> i think he's a demon i don't mm. know i just listened to the the is wait the... wait don't tell me that interviewed him and talked about horns mm. and i was like oh weird is that the one where he's naked and rides a horse no that's equus oh which is latin for horse <laughs> <laughs> yes my name is don equus he's a horse <laughs> horse horse <laughs> 
Horse, calling it now. He's a horse. Whew. I'm so good at these books. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a uh, that's about it for this chapter, though, right? Yeah, that's all I, I mean, had. Um, it it is. Harry, Harry casts the real Patronus. He does it's it. It's a big deal. So it it um it's 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 a stag. How do you feel about that? It's a stag. Uh, is that okay? I didn't look this up just because I wanted your. I don't know the like UK implications. A stag can be any variety of antlered animal, right? Or is that exclusively a deer? Because um, I thought like a caribou could be a stag, and like an elk could be a stag, a deer could be a stag. Stag. I don't know. I always sort of assumed that it was a deer. Yeah, this says a male deer. Oh, stag. So no deer. Deer. A male deer. Uh, oh, that's cool. Whatever. So I thought that'd be a buck, but um, I think uh, a stag is a young male deer. Oh, I think it has to do with age and like, like length of horns and hmm. like a buck is. I I think the. I think that's the alpha. <laughs> the alpha deer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. I did not know they had a hierarchy. I mean, I guess they do hit their horns together to figure it out. Cat. Oh, oh, a buck is the male of some antlered animals, so swapped. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Whew. Uh, I don't know. It's a stag. That's cool. I feel like I was close enough. I know elk and deer are very different animals, and elk are bigger, and I get that. But I'm okay with it. It's cool. Um. I feel like that could definitely cause some trouble to a dog. Uh, werewolf, I mean, it would put up a fight, at least. <laughs> I, don't, I can't really see a stag winning to a werewolf, but it could at least put up a good fight. Horns. Horns. Have, have you seen antlered antlered animals oh, fighting? Yeah. yeah. They're not to be messed with. They'll put, put your eye out. Oh, man. Those YouTube videos where it's like a dog gets after them and then they'll start stomping on the dog and it's like, mm. oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, the dogs are cool. I only watch the ones where it works out okay. Don't mess yeah. with those creatures. They are big as a car. They're like. as big as a horse. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, anyway, um, okay. yeah, it's cool. It's a stag. Favorite quotes? Uh, favorite quotes. You go first. You go first. And it's when Harry and Hermione are talking to Dumbledore and they're telling him what actually happened. And they're saying that they're they're trying to convince him because he's the first adult who's actually like taken any time to listen to them and not telling them, you know, you're you're tired and confused and <laughs> confounded and <laughs> clearly Professor Snape saved the day and here, order of Merlin for you, first class. <laughs> And so they're they're talking to Dumbledore and they're saying this is what actually happened. Like Pettigrew, alive or dead, we had no chance of of overturning Sirius's sentence and all this and that. And they say, but you believe us. And Dumbledore says, yes, I do. But I have no power to make other men see the truth or to overrule the Minister of Magic. And he trails off. But mm-hmm, I really loved mm-hmm. the notion of like, I believe you, but I have no power to make other men see the truth yeah and that's it's so true like even the most powerful wizard in the world can't make someone believe something else yep you can lead a horse to water can't make a drink most powerful wizard in 150 pages the world yeah (laughs) 
anyway. Which we still haven't really seen do much magic. He's done magic. He sure knows how to make them kids save the day. <laughs> He's good at outsourcing. I think it's really good to know how to... Delegating. Delegating. Yeah. It's an important thing, especially for a manager, you know? <laughs> He's good at it. What was your favorite quote, Clark? Um, let's see. All right. My favorite quote is page 398. Um, <laughs> and again, my favorite quotes are like the weirdest favorite quotes because they're not even like that memorable of quotes or anything. It's just I like the moment it creates. With that weird apology <clears throat> said, let's see. It's just a simple thing where Hag- Harry and Hermione are watching themselves go up to Hagrid's door and they see themselves knock on the door with the invisibility cloak and then Hagrid opens the door and says something. And as they're watching this, Harry just says, just kind of to himself, it says, this is the weirdest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Harry said fervently. <laughs> I'm like, huh, yeah. It's just like, I just love that because I'm like, you know, that might be breaking the fourth wall or whatever where it's like, okay, you're acknowledging that the, I don't know, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a trick. But at the same time, like, it's pretty funny because I could imagine him saying that just like, this is weird. This is pretty weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I I think that that was a a bit of a device to to the reader to yeah, say like, yeah. hey, you're reading a magic book. Yeah, you might think that this is a normal thing in this world, but it's not. And it's so really I'm, not. I'm gonna like really lay it on you that like this is a weird thing for even people in this world. But yeah, I laughed at that too. Of like, this is like. <laughs> and I, I have those moments in my days where like yeah. this like this day is just really weird. Yeah. And and those like sort of out of body experiences that you have of like, why is today so weird? <laughs> and and it feels like admitting it somehow solidifies the weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just like anybody else seeing this? Is this like this is okay. this is too much, right? Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> Not how I expected the day to go. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. <laughs> I love it. I think they even reiterate it at some point. Harry says... I was trying to think of, of other weird things, though, that that could have held a candle to this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the diary becoming Voldemort, a giant snake... Um, um, a a person coming out of another person's head. Yeah, like transforming into somebody else. That's pretty weird. <laughs> I mean, I know that that Harry is a, a little bit of a a master of hyperbole, mm-hmm. but like, and, and like we've seen it, we've seen it already. This book and last book we saw the worst birthday and we saw the best birthday ever and yeah yeah and like everything is the worst and the best and the weirdest and and i totally superlatives yeah i've been there in my life i totally get that that's a very 13 year old kid thing to do Mm -hmm. but this is another example of it like this is the weirdest thing (laughs) it's like really like not killing voldemort with your bare hands that burned his face like giant spider den that talked that- to you <laughs> but Fly- okay flying car coming to your rescue <laughs> tree that swats you 
But okay, seeing yourself. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Mirror of Air said. Air said. Yeah. 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 And hmm. so so I, I call his bluff a little bit, but I also understand why. Why he's saying that. Because he's a kid. Yeah. Kids. So on to the next chapter. Which is chapter 22. Thank you. Not chapter 20, like I said earlier. <laughs> chapter 22, Owl Post again. <laughs> why? why are you laughing at that because it sounds like a schwarzenegger line i'll post again <laughs> oh no he'll do it <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm trying to imagine the terminator sending <laughs> sending um, threatening messages via owl <laughs> oh no it's another letter <laughs> oh no i'll be back oh come on man these puns are bad <laughs> Yeah. That's not what happens in this chapter. No. Um this chapter, Sirius and Buckbeak get away officially. Yeah. And Harry, Ron, and Hermione discover re- excuse me, recover from their Dementor attack with loads of chocolate. <laughs> Lupin resigns and everyone heads home. And on the train, Harry gets a letter from Sirius. That just wraps everything up so neatly in a bow, that letter. Holy yeah. cow. And- Man. It even... Yeah, it. I mean, he he's like, and another thing. <laughs> one more, one more. <laughs> I know I've told a lot of stories, but I got another one for you. Okay, how did he know that Harry needed to go to Hogsmeade? Just be just because he had just been peeping this whole time and kind of keeping an eye on him, or what? Well, okay, so Harry ran away from the Dursleys. Okay, and saw the dog outside of there like he he runs away in a huff yeah and then sees the dog right as he's calling uh, as he like falls and then calls the night bus Mm -hmm. as he's running away he and vernon are yelling about fine like i'm not gonna sign your thing so i guess it's possible that he overheard that could be and or overheard yeah i mean i think i think he was just very clearly spying all all semester all year hmm he did say he was just trying to see him, you know, just see him, see how he's doing. And Which, he apologized for freaking him out. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of kind of rude, man. I think it would have been funny if he had sent the letter saying he can go to Hogsmeade. Just just as soon as they found out that he was out and that he was like near Hogsworth or something, and just a letter shows up that's saying like, yeah, Harry can go to Hogsmeade, signed Sirius Black. <laughs> well i mean (laughs) well okay so the thing and and this is a little bit in the last chapter but the thing that that happens there's very little time for them to debrief serious yeah they're like we're here get on yeah get out of the tower and he keeps trying to say like Oh my gosh, you guys are so great. You're really your father's son. And they're like, Yeah, 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 go. Go, go, come <laughs> like, on, go. There is Get no out of here. time. Yeah. Like, you want a like monologue, <laughs> famous last words right now, but there is no time. <laughs> so he says to them, I'll be back <laughs> with a letter. And Just you wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. I, I feel like it's going to be hard for me to not talk about the fact that they just left him. They left Sirius Black, this wanted criminal who got out of Azkaban, this great wizard. And they just kind of left him alone in a room. And just like, no guards, no... 
supplementers, no, like what, 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 like you're kidding me. They, they deserve that. They deserved him to escape. That's what they get. That was very silly. Do you think Mm -hmm. that Dumbledore knew? Oh, Dumbledore could have sabotaged for sure. Like, I mean, it happened. But like. Before he heard from Harry and Hermione what happened. Yeah. But do you think Dumbledore knew and he was like, we're fine. Like, I've I've locked it. I've locked it with my super secret Dumbledore charm. No one ever gets out of that. I'm Order of Merlin first class. Here, have a lemon drop. Let's go visit the hospital wing. And I guess, like, but that puts him at, like, that's egg on his face then. Dumbledore, you said you locked this. He got out. So I don't think Dumbledore cares if other people think he's credible. Well... I think he's sitting there going, I don't know. But next time he does that, they're going to be like, no, because remember last time you said that, he got out. So you kind of don't get to call shots When's he going to be locking a criminal down again? Probably like next book. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean. (laughs) Like it's going to be two next time. They're going to have in different parts of the castle. One in the dungeon and one in the astronomy tower. Do not go to the astronomy tower. There may or may not be a very powerful wizard in there. <laughs> kind of locked up. I don't know. We haven't checked in a while. <laughs> he's probably still there. <laughs> I mean, he's either there or he jumped off. Eh. Or he flew away. Schrodinger's Or he black. apparated. You can't apparate. You can't apparate. <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycles can't fly. Uh, <laughs> there's something else that they said that I'm like, I should really remember this one. I forget what it was. Hmm. Was it someone yelling? No, but or... it was said in such a way. Oh, this was so like ham-fisted of Dumbledore being like, hey, Peter Pettigrew, he owes you one, man. He owes you one. And and that's a powerful thing, right? And like, there's no way, no way Voldemort wants that, right? And there may be a time where that pays off. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, book six then, Serve huh? me up some nice <laughs> like... and steaming foreshadowing. <laughs> Thank you for your gift. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's great. It's, um, yeah. That's it's... pretty funny. So when? I was going to ask you that then. Yeah. When's it going to be? Because I knew you were going to notice. I know. I, I, I was like, this is I mean, way too over. <laughs> it's like, that is... Joanne, what you doing? No subtlety. Um, I think probably next book, because that's going to be the question, right? Of like, all right, where'd Pettigrew go? Like, that's going to be kind of an important thing to think about. And Harry was even thinking about it, just kind of on the way home. He was thinking about Pettigrew, and he asked Dumbledore about it. And that's kind of what led the whole conversation. So I guess next book. But really, I mean, when you drop it that heavy, she could pull that up in any book in the future and just as long as she reminds us at some point in the beginning. But um, I guess before the next Voldemort face-off, really. So I'm thinking, what's the name of the next book? Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Hmm. Is that going to be a a Voldemort book? Probably. We've gotten one book without Voldemort. I don't think Rowling likes to do more than one book. So, yeah, probably next book. That's my guess. Good guess. Yeah, so... Any guess is good guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. There's that. And then there's um, another... 
another prediction question I have for you that's less overt, but has to do with the fact that we don't have we we don't have Lupin at Hogwarts anymore. Yeah, that's sad. He resigned. Yeah, which is sad. It's it's sad that it, it comes down to that. We're we're a perfectly skilled teacher mm-hmm. through a little bit fault of his own. Yeah, yeah. You should really have a good idea of when the full moon is. And it's you, pretty predictable. You should really <laughs> take your potion. Although I would bet mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's possible that there's like a time constraint on when the when the potion is viable. Like you have to have it hot after like the certain amount of time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's possible there's some of that factored into it. But if there's a chance that you can get it earlier than the day of, that'd be great. Yeah, I bet. Snape was not willing to provide that. Probably not. So I think he was waiting for an accident to happen for sure. I, I think that that there was probably some some sabotage from inside, mm. and he knows that he he knows that from the beginning Snape hasn't liked me and he hasn't liked the idea of this and he's had it yeah. out for me, and then Snape was trying to twist the whole thing into like I've served two people up to the ministry and please give me that shiny order of Merlin first class mm. aren't I awesome and such <laughs> a Slytherin <laughs> such a Slytherin Oy. do you think he bought what he was selling with uh, Harry and Hermione that being... he was confunded yeah because that actually is a reasonable guess I mean really if he hadn't been there to hear most of it like if they're confunded (sighs) i think it's possible i think it's possible he bought it i think there was some willing disbelief there though oh yeah yeah of of when you wake up from being knocked out and and you're still vehemently like no this is wrong like that's a pretty powerful charm yeah and and at that point i think he's trying to just like ride the wave like don't mess with it i don't care if the edges don't line up right like i'm yeah. right yeah yeah calm down i'm right child teacher i win yeah <laughs> wouldn't would he still get first order merlin because he did capture sirius like he didn't mess up with sirius escaping that was all on well everybody well, really that's I mean, just as, as much on fudge as it is on him we don't but, know what the protections were on Flitwick's room. Enough that it, Alohomora opened it. A window. It, yeah. An outside window. You, wizards can float. <laughs> like, he could feather fall down. That's fine. We, we know have, that's a thing now. We haven't seen anyone do that on themselves. But why couldn't you? I don't know. He's like we've never seen that though, so I don't. I I think it's possible that that's not like escaping out the window isn't a normal option. Man, for Sirius Black, they really should have locked. They the really should have, but like really. Um, well, and it, I think he didn't. He was. Oh, it was. They said it was because he was so skinny, and so they were like bars, or maybe it was one of those like old old um, castle. Yeah. yeah. Like. Need, I forget what they're called, the super thin windows that are used for archers. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was one of those windows. Hmm, yeah. And typically humans can't squeeze through those. But, but if he's the one who got out of Azkaban. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that there might have been some like Dumbledore suspects that this. Oh, isn't. yeah. I guess that's I, what you were saying. I yeah. wonder what um, 
what Sirius said when he came to, if he talked to Dumbledore at all. Cause oh, he, yeah. Because he did tell, I think he told Dumbledore, like, this yeah. is my story. Yeah. And then, and and when Harry and Hermione were telling Dumbledore, he's like, that's Sirius's, that, that's what yeah, Sirius said out. happened. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe he trusted that for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, and decided, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lock all these things up hmm. quite well. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. But I'm the only one who's actually aware of my surroundings enough. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Fudge is too busy patting himself on the back, and Snape is too busy smirking and picturing himself wearing whatever credentials of Order yeah. of Merlin. A hat, a beard, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> you, you know what's kind of funny to me? That Fudge like saw Buckbeak getting out and Sirius Black, like not even a slightest hint of like, huh. What a coincidence. Sirius Black, who seems to have gotten out, like, I don't know. Especially if they knew, or at least they had heard someone saying, like, yeah, Peter Pettigrew, like, there was another person helping him. They'd be like, huh, well, then maybe that other person helped get Buckbeak. And, like, you think they'd put those together. But whatever. I don't get the impression Fudge is that smart. Yeah. Just Hmm. don't. Poor guy. Poor guy. <sighs> what else? Man, a lot happened. Ron doesn't matter in this chapter, and I'm okay with that because Ron's kind of lame. Um, Ron Ron does matter in this chapter at the very end. Um, but but the question that I wanted to ask related to Lupin's resignation. Oh, yeah. Um, so probably next year we're going to have a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah, because yeah, Harry liked yeah. it, and it was fun. Uh-huh. Um, who do you think the teacher's going to be? Dude, I, I hope it's just Snape this time. Mm, interesting. I think, I think he's due for it. And the thing is, like, even Dumbledore, like, because Fudge kind of said something like, yeah, that's Snape. He's a little, uh, little nutso. Because Snape was losing it. Like, super unprofessional losing it. And and Fudge was like, eh, this guy's losing it. And Dumbledore's like, no, he's, he's still all there. This is just a really, like, I, I don't want to, like, completely say the quote because it's may or may not be my favorite quote. But, um, and I, I don't know. I know if the one that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he says this really neat quote where he's pretty much like, nah, Snape's. He had a loss tonight. Yeah. He, he had a loss. And, but, like, he didn't look at Snape and be like, yeah, that's really unprofessional. You're, you're done, buddy. Like, it's like, no, no, no. I get it. This is something, if anything, to be worked up about. This is probably it. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's a it's a big hit to the pride. Yeah, and and to come out of something to emerge the hero finally, mm-hmm. like Snape's not really the hero type. No, no, and to finally have that and then have it ripped from you, like that's yeah. that's pretty brutal. I I do feel for that loss. I do think that he should have known better. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. should have known better that the thing that he was doing wasn't quite a complete win and that like there were just too many loose ends of like well you're gonna look real stupid if peter pettigrew turns out to be alive you're gonna seem real silly if you were so convinced that this whole thing was just you know it's not it's not thinking very far ahead he he was operating with a confirmation bias yeah for sure so question i didn't put this in the notes sorry but it's a i think it's an important question okay executioner comes out Buckbeak's gone. Mm-hmm. Throws the axe. Mm-hmm. Executioner goes up to the tower. 
Sirius Black is gone. Does he throw a Dementor? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we hear the sound of a Dementor thudding against the wall and then a shriek of, of Snape or Dumbledore yelling? Is it just an exact reenacted scene from earlier, only this time it's Dementor? I mean, is he doomed to live the same loop of his life over and over again? I don't know. Um, is everyone a, caught in the loop and loop? That's the question. It's. I mean, everyone's operating three hours, <laughs> three hours later. I don't know. <laughs> we created a paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I. Because he was McNair is having a rough day. Okay. I'm not sure that what, like I think McNair was there. Mm-hmm. McNair was there. McNair was there. Um, he was the one grabbing the Dementors. But I, I don't think he was there because of Sirius. Like, he he was there for Buckbeak. Okay. And he was just luckily there for Sirius as well. And so they mm. looked at him and they said, you deal with criminals. <laughs> you go get the Dementors. You love those. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going near them. You have no happiness to suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's yeah. I, so I think that's that's what it was and so he was going to get the dementors. I don't think that Sirius was technically going to be executed. I what? think he was going to get the dementors kiss. Yeah. Which is different. Uh yeah. That's having your soul sucked from you and then living a soulless existence. Oh. That oh. that that is a life of soullessness, which I think inherently is not an execution. Yeah. I feel like there's an ex-wife joke here that I'm just not not going to tap into. <laughs> Aren't you though? No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um It's so I It's I, not yeah. quite not quite a murder. It's it's uh it's worse, I guess. It's a someone probably said someone has to go get the dementors and he drew the short straw. <laughs> and Dumbledore like, sitting there going, sucks. "No, we don't have to go get the dementors." And Fudge is saying, "Uh yeah. Yeah. We do." Dumbledore's like, okay, I'm just gonna like come over here and like feel the breeze on my face out this open window. Okay, time. Go ahead and go get the Dementors. Yeah. Hmm. So how watertight? So Snape had a hunch that it was Harry and Hermione that somehow did something to help Sirius Black, and he's right, of course, but he he'll never know that. But like, I don't know. I I'm just trying to think of how airtight the whole time travel thing was so it's like in theory the kids went into the they were in the hospital beds and dumbledore closed the door locked the door uh poppy was just down the hall and then that's it and then like they swapped out somewhere in there and that's it yeah it's the the thing is they're they're with an adult the whole time yeah it's just for a while they're and and that's that I assume is why Dumbledore locked the door. Just so he's like the door was locked, and you know how good my locks are. <laughs> We've just seen that, and uh, so so he yeah. could say that like I locked the door, and he could probably say he locked the door to keep them safe from any escaped cons. Mm-hmm. Okay, might, that makes sense. Yeah, like you know they they've had a rough night. Let's not have anyone else going in and out. Yeah. Who knows what's going to go wrong? It's not been a very good night for our security system. Oh, security system. This reminds me. We saw Peeves. How many pages How many pages since we've seen Peeves? I um was not happy to see Peeves, <laughs> and so I didn't count. 
<laughs> he doesn't matter at all. He really does not. I'm he's, trying to think. He's never going to be in the movie. Christmas? No. He's. I, I guarantee he's never going to be in the movie. Unless something real weird happens in the next few books where somehow Peeves is made into a, like a main character. I would have a, a hard time imagining what the introduction to Peeves would be like. I mean, I guess if, if Peeves were in a movie, this would be the movie to introduce him because there's a new director. Oh, and he could just be like, hey, Peeves, you've He's been always here been the whole here. time. Like, I love Peeves. Let's write him <laughs> oh, in. Peeves, I don't what a care riot. that they killed him. Like, <laughs> he's... and. I mean, this could be one of those situations where, um, have I told you that that Snape is operating? Um, Alan Rickman knows Snape's fate. Oh, yeah, yeah. He knows more than, like, anybody else except for the author. Yeah. He's, like, the only person who knows. And The director probably knows. No. The director doesn't know? That there, there are interviews with the directors and, and with then Alan Rickman who would say, like, I knew things. And there were times when the directors wanted me to do different things that were contrary to that. And I would ah. have to look at them and say, I can't tell you why, but I will not act that that way. Huh. Interesting. And, and there would just be this like tension <laughs> and the director would be like, he knows a thing and I know he knows a thing and I don't know the thing and I don't like that he's not acting the way that it's I want him to. Power but dynamic, like, yeah. And he, and I can't, like, he won't tell me. I'm not supposed to know. And like, huh. if I know that it'll get out. So it's, it's this tightly guarded secret. So, like, I guess it's possible that, like, Peeves later has more significance. <laughs> and if they don't have him in the movies, then they're really screwed. Yeah, Snape's like, you got to trust me on this one. <laughs> like, We need Peeves. All y'all need Peeves. <laughs> like, stat. Like, figure it out. So uh. this would this would probably be the movie to introduce him with and make it look somewhat seamless. So you could see so him for much, the one scene that he's in. <laughs> because so much changes. Yeah, that's true. Just so much of the aesthetics change. I think the the set changes everything. Really? Yeah. Why did Sirius attack the fat lady? I know that's a non sequitur, but why did he do that? Just to get access, just to shake things up. I I think I think there's an unsettling, uh, uh an unsettling uh resolution to his character in these yeah. two chapters. Why were you standing over Ron with the knife? Four chapters, really. <laughs> yeah, I think he's there is there is some real crazy going yeah. on. Yeah, and. And and he's there is a desperation and a rage that that is not safe. He tackled Ron and broke his leg and drug him into a tunnel. And and <laughs> like, I think holy cow! I think the de-escalation of of that rage is incredibly unrealistic. Mm. And mm. I think Harry just saying, "Yeah, I'll live with you," and then actually like using something like that as something to make a patron a patronus and, yeah yeah and like harry saving him I, th- I think the saving him checks out but then like the feeling of like i have a godfather and this letter came for me and it's so like everything he's is just, a murderer <laughs> it's it's tied up a little bit too nicely with a bow I think. Yeah, for sure. Especially in the last like I just wa- few pages. I 100% think that he attacked the fat lady because he's crazy. And 
set on vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And, like, especially because he didn't get resolution to that. He didn't get his vengeance. Like, if anything, it's even worse now because now he knows Pettigrew is back with Voldemort, like, living out the full amount of his traitorous instead yeah. of just being a coward. Like, the only thing that's changed now is Harry knows. Mm-hmm. Like, the, he has people who know that he's innocent. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's lost track of Peter. Yeah. There's right now no hope for his cleared name. No. And there's no hope for him. Like, I I don't get how he's like, okay. Like, I mean, sure, the longer he's away from the Dementors and stuff, the better he is. But like, still, there's just like, how how did he calm down so much? Was it just through talking to Harry? Was it just through being shown a little bit of humanity? Was it just like being with Lupin again? Or like. Because, yeah, he doesn't get what he wants. I think it all. was the cat. The cat? It was the cat. Yeah. That moment with the cat and the owl is pretty cute, though. That was pretty good. Yeah. I love that owl. I want that owl. So I texted you. I know. Right I... after I read that chapter with the owl, and I'm like, I want that owl so bad. I forgot that this that the owl appears in this book. Oh. <laughs> I thought that he got him next book. Hmm. Um, and so I was like. I had a moment of like, did he jump to the next book? And I was, I was, and then I, and then I was like, nope, because we're not starting out until January and there are reasons for that. And so like, I don't, and also I don't think that he has the book at all, but even if he did, I don't think he would, I don't, I don't think that. So I was like, I need to get with it and read my chapters and know what's coming. Yeah. The owl. The owl. The little owl. You would you would really like that owl. It's a great owl. It's a very good owl. It's pretty pretty cute. So, man, it's into the books. We have... What are the loose ends we want to tie up? Oh, yeah. Ron's still not a character. I know I just said that, but, like... Uh, yeah, Ron didn't get to do a lot of the fun stuff, and he's just kind of been Mr. Mr. Hobble, Mr. Broken Leg. Uh, you know what? Missed I don't, out on it. I don't think he earned it, this book. I don't think so either. He's <laughs> so, a real, real jerk. A lot of the times. Cotton-headed yeah. ninny muggins. And it's, uh, it was nice of him to offer for Harry to stay in the borough. I think he offered, right? Yeah, he, he said at, at the end of the book, like, come hang out with us. We'll get tickets to the Quidditch World Cup. Ooh, yeah. We'll go to that. Yeah. And, and Harry felt, like, a little more elated, like, maybe I don't have to. Yeah. Hang out at the Dursleys all summer, and also I'm going to tell the Dursleys that my godfather's an ex-con, and an, an escaped con, mm-hmm. no less, and you know, freak them out with a little, with a little bit of that ammo for the summer. Mm-hmm. Which love those Dursley summers. That's worked out so well for him in the past. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I'm going to lie to them this way. Or I'm going to tell them this truth and make them think that it's horrible. I feel like next book Harry is like, I'm going to bring a shotgun with me. <laughs> every time leaving the hogwarts express just with a bigger crazier smile on his face uh, and a, i'm gonna show them <laughs> they aren't gonna mess with me this time <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, boy. is the end of this story actually just harry killing the dursleys <laughs> Uh, he's been Dark. in his say of asylum the whole time. This Hogwarts thing is just an elaborate fantasy. The chocolate is his medication. It's <sighs> there, there was there was a fan theory that that this whole story is just Harry in the cupboard 
having a dream. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, that's... No. That's not okay. <laughs> I'm it not would okay explain how he's just, like, seemingly always right and, like, okay and how thick his plot armor is and all that. But he's not. He's not always right. He was wrong about Sirius Black. Yeah. Oh, I do want to follow up your question. And wrong about Snape, like, every time. Every time. <laughs> Except every time. for, like... Snape's not great like that yeah you're right about that but yeah okay well yeah doesn't of, mean he's a villain speaking of Snape though okay so Snape has like so clearly demonstrated now in front of like Dumbledore too he is not unbiased towards Harry Potter like he clearly has a beef with Harry Potter but they're still gonna put Harry in his classes and I feel like at a certain point like like <laughs> Like, if Harry has a failing grade and goes to Dumbledore, he could just be like, look, man, you know Snape just hates me. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, I know, but we don't, uh, you know how it is with teachers. Like, at a certain point, can you imagine this playing out in, like, a normal high school? Where it's like, you had a teacher yelling, frothing out the mouth at a student, like, yelling at them and spittle flying and your head is turning red. And then later they're like, yeah, let's just put a kid in that guy's class. What could go wrong? Especially, like, with... uh, dark magic and, and duels and stuff like that like see here's here's where i disagree with you yeah that's not a healthy situation but how often especially in i mean hogwarts is kind of weird because there's not really a private school or there's not really a public school equivalent yeah in the wizarding yeah. world but it still operates like a private school and so often whenever kids complain about like the teacher doesn't like me mm-hmm they don't usually listen to the kids. They usually side with the teachers, especially in a private school scenario. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. then especially like orphan kid whose parents aren't donors. Like yeah. his parents are dead. Like we're not going to get rid of the kid, but like <laughs> we don't have to endear ourselves to any of his family. Like he's not yeah. going to go home and tell daddy this doesn't work. And then we're not going to get a massive check at the end of the year. Yeah. It's not that situation. And so I think that like, Snape's got to do something really bad publicly where actual donor parents have mm. a problem with it. Where you start seeing those owls come in. Yep. Yep. And I I don't I just don't think that he's ever going to like I mean it's got to be really bad yeah. for for cuz Harry doesn't have the heartstrings of the people with the big pocketbooks. That's a good point. Yeah. It's and- if Malfoy Mhm. Had it if a teacher like I mean we saw that we we saw oh, it yeah. on Hagrid's yeah. first day yeah Malfoy whined to a a parent with a big pocketbook yep and it got a lot done and yeah the yeah. whole year it ruined the entire year for Hagrid that's so sad I hope he gets to do it again though oh I also think that like I mean Snape's got to do something pretty bad for Harry to take it to that level too yeah yeah. Like, I, I think Harry still has a pretty juvenile, like, like he tries to explain to Snape, like, this is what happened. Yeah. And I I think somewhere in his heart, he thinks that Snape can be won over. Yeah. Even though Snape keeps yelling at Hermione, and that's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't I like don't, that. I don't know how Harry's going to deal with that, I guess. But I I, yeah, I, I yeah. think 100% that the administration sides with the teacher until the parents get involved. Yeah, that makes sense. Or <laughs> unless the kid is like, this this teacher like abused me. 
Yeah. Like, well, yeah. It, there are there are a couple of lines and Snape hasn't crossed them yet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Though Snape has pretty heavy plot armor on too. I mean, Snape is here to fulfill a purpose and he'll he'll do it. He'll do it. We need that story arc. We need it. It's going to pay you, off. You neutralize those characters to just their arcs and it drives me <laughs> bonkers. Anyway. Anyway. What, other, that, uh, what uh, other are you going to I was going to ask you about your favorite quote. Do you have something else? I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's the end of the book. Like, what else? What else? What else? There's so much to it. Uh, Hermione's cool. She learned her lesson, which is good. No more yeah, time turning. I'm so proud of her. That's, her. That is a real adult moment to say, like, I'm interested in these things, mm-hmm. but not enough to actually give them my my soul. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not going to overwork myself for muggle studies. Yep. And then I loved the quip that she turns to Ron and she's like, um... Maybe you need muggle studies. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, wrong. A felly tone. Uh, and then let's see. Trelawney's prediction. Uh, Dumbledore seems uh, He's too. like, I should give her a raise. Yeah. I'm just like, man, Trelawney's got it real easy. Like like you said, she can do that imposter syndrome. Ooh, I see the future. Like she can just do that like 99% of the time as long as she just like hits a right one every now and then. Do you think that Dumbledore has just surrounded himself with people who he can use for other things? Like, it's basically like a university Mm -hmm. where you hire a bunch of people to do cool research that you actually want done. And then you're like, "Eh, I mean, you got to teach, too. Like, Snape, like, brews potions that need brewing. And and Dumbledore doesn't have time to do them. Sure, he probably could do them well, but like this guy's like really good at them and oh, we're going to hire a werewolf. So like make sure we can hire the werewolf. Make it happen. Yeah. And then with Trelawney, he just like, he hires her because (laughs) she apparently did a real prophecy once. Yeah. And he's like, huh, it's probably good to have someone who like can do real prophecies (laughs) on your staff. So like uh, we need a new divination teacher. She she did it once. She she could teach it, <laughs> but like yeah. if she makes another prediction, I'm gonna be there for it. Except he wasn't, and the prediction didn't help at all. But it happened, mm. and it was witnessed. <laughs> That's true. Did and it, it and it was witnessed to someone who. Well, yeah, it was witnessed to someone who it mattered to. Okay, and. Yeah. Harry Harry knows where Peter went now, or he has an, yeah, an idea where Peter went. Yeah, and when, I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of like, uh, I mean, you hear a prediction, and it's a lot of the time just doesn't make sense until after it's happened, but then like they can move from a little bit more informed place now that it's all happened. They weren't able to stop it. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I but imagine it's good to have the context. Yeah. I imagine Dumbledore's not the kind of person who wants prophecies so that he can stop them. Yeah. I imagine he's someone who appreciates prophecies so that because they inform everything else. Just so he can have that that glimmer in his eye when it happens and he's like <laughs> knew it. I don't hmm. I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's the gloating like I knew it. Although I think there's a part of that. Yeah. I I think it's like I I know that the, I know that this is going to happen. So all of these other th- I need to sort of um, build the fort. 
gotcha. to prepare for it. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does, which is kind of what he's doing, surrounding himself by people who could help with that. Which leads me to wonder, what was Trelawney's first prediction? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do I... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why mention it if you're not going to ever... Uh, like, why would Dumbledore say that? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, hey, cat. I must have a lap. Uh, Come on. Don't rip up my dress. <laughs> right. Hmm. Trelawney's first prediction. So if a true prophecy is just when she goes at full exorcist mode, then I guess it could be about the future. Um, so it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you'll be killed by one of your professors. And Dumbledore's like, hmm, very interesting. <laughs> hmm. Could it be you? Yeah. I don't know. It could be something like that. And Dumbledore's like, well, this will be fun. We'll just ride this lightning. One of your professors tells you you're going to be killed by one of your professors. And your first thought is, could it be you? Could it's it be like, you? Hmm. hmm. Like, is this is this your way of saying you don't like our relationship yeah. right now? Do we need to... Do we have drop? some problems? <laughs> I, I can get I, you a raise. I need to get a candy dish for my office. Yeah, right. A hmm. nicer water cooler. I don't know. Hmm. <sighs> if only you could just apparate one. But apparently... <laughs> you can't operate in Hogwarts, Clark. Haven't you read Hogwarts A History? <laughs> oh, no. No one's read Hogwarts A History. No one? No one? No Maybe. one cares about history in the muggle world? <laughs> uh, nope. Only the ghosts. So, uh, on to favorite quotes, I guess. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is about that little owl, because of course it is. Hmm. <clears throat> Oh, we weren't. We're, we're not going to talk about the great disappointment. What great disappointment? He's oh. had a great disappointment quote that you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. And then I didn't talk about it because you didn't want to talk. Cause yeah, no, 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 no. We'll talk about that too. We'll talk. Don't about Don't tease too. me with a good conversation. I'm sorry, that's just the one I wrote me. down in my head. Okay, so first favorite quote is on page four twenty. So, uh. It's right after Snape comes in. He's yelling at Potter. You don't. Ah, I know this was you somehow. And then he like storms out. And so it goes, fellow seems quite unbalanced, said Fudge, staring after him. (laughs) I'd watch out for him if I were you, Dumbledore. No, he's not unbalanced, said Dumbledore quietly. He's just suffered a severe disappointment. (sighs) That's gracious of him. Mm -hmm. That's very gracious. And, um. I don't know. The fact that he said it like so quietly and softly almost makes me feel like he he almost like feels bad about it. <laughs> yeah, he I think he respects where Snape's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's that that shows some some great leadership. Yeah. Yep. Which is good. He never really even when he's talking to Snape, he's just playing like, "Okay, let's zoom out. Let's look at the facts." Do you really want to argue that these kids in this hospital room somehow helped like this guy escape? This guy that escaped Azkaban on his own and you're telling me that like somehow these kids locked in a hospital room helped him get out. I don't know. So it's like he he didn't burn his bridge with Snape, but Snape has definitely narrowed his eyes at Dumbledore so many times in this book. <laughs> so, I think that's just Snape's face. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Try to think of an appropriate way to put that. Resting wizard face? Mm, I don't know. Resting witch face. <laughs> there you go. His resting witch face. Mm. Uh, I had another favorite quote, though, because <clears throat> they were 
they, we meet this little owl who I, I there's kind of like a rapid fire little thing here with the with the owl. Hopefully I'm not taking your quote. Um but like first of all when Harry reaches out the window and grabs the owl and it says on page 432 <laughs> he reached out his arm and caught it. It felt like a very fluffy snitch. Love that. Love that. That was pretty good. And then also later on when the owl is like already warming up to Ron even though Ron like doesn't know it's his owl yet. But <laughs> Ron's talking he's like yeah but he hadn't jinxed it had he talking about the broom of course said Ron and he's like ouch the tiny owl now hooting happily in his hand had nibbled one of his fingers in what it seemed to think was an affectionate way I love that ah critters they don't know their strength (laughs) yep yep it's like when the cat bites her headphones because she loves you and she doesn't know I don't think that's why she did it. Hmm. She's a tiny demon. She likes cables. She's a very soft demon. She's a great demon. Hi. Anyway, what's your favorite quote? Mine's on page 427. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably going to think that it's super cheesy. Mm, but probably. I don't care. Oh, is it going to be for this like Dumbledore monologue that he gives? Uh, it's not quite that okay okay sure. um there, there's one part of the dumbledore monologue that's really like Ugh, too much too much <laughs> and it's right after my favorite quote okay but but i like the very beginning of the dumbledore monologue okay. which is um harry's talking about you know i this feels really silly that i thought that myself the the the, the me that i saw was my dad yeah. and it just yeah. I, I just feel really silly about that. And he says, it was stupid thinking it was him. I mean, I knew he was dead. And Dumbledore f- counters with, you think the dead we loved ever truly leave us? You think that we don't recall them more clearly than we than ever in times of great trouble? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Your father's alive in you, Harry, and it shows himself most plainly when you have need of him. Yeah. And then it goes on to be a little bit more uh, heavy-handed. And but, then he says it again when he's like, "No, no, no!" But your dad was like the like, Patronus, like get in it? you, like you, in you, like came out of you when he. Have we talked spell. about the Latin roots of Patronus? <laughs> Have we? Have we? Because I mean, your dad's in you. Let uh, me let me pull down the little like. <laughs> he lives in you, Simba style. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it goes on to be too too heavy-handed, but I really liked the beginning of that. That is sweet. Of just yeah. like. And also, it's totally true that the things that we call on in in our most dire times are the things that matter most to us. Mm-hmm. And of course, this this relationship that he knows is important, but that he lost so soon. Of course, that's going to be something that he thinks of first. And then, yeah. a, I mean, I think it's a little remit. It's it's a little remiss that. Um, Dumbledore didn't point out the fact that, like, well, all these other people who were supposed to be dead aren't dead. And so it's not absurd for you to think that another one also didn't die. Yeah. Like, that's not absurd. It's like death is starting to become more and more of, like, a... Yeah. It's It's, it's like watching Arrow. Do you watch Arrow? I stopped because of stuff like that. Because death doesn't matter. It just doesn't. And, and and so it's it's I don't think it's quite to that point, but that one night was a lot of like, but but I thought this thing and if this continues then it we have a problem, but Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That is a I, good quote though. I did like that part. So hmm. So we did it. Yay. We did it. Hey Friday, and now we just need to watch the movie. And I'm sure we'll have more to say about the book when we do that. Um 
because what, yeah what um scene are you looking forward to the most mm, a little owl at the end no i want to see the dementors uh just the dementors i want to see if they do like because in my head they bring wraiths and I really like the scenes, scenes with the Ring Wraiths in Lord of the Rings movies. I feel mm-hmm. like they're done very well, and they do such a good job of framing them, so they always seem big and menacing and kind of popping out of the side of the frame. I love that. So I hope they're able to kind of capture something similar with the Dementors. Um, I just want any scene with Lupin, really. I really hope they nail that with the casting and the acting. Um, I look forward to him as a character. I'm glad that he's not dead (laughs) i was kind of worried that he would somehow be dead out of this but we're getting more and more characters at the end of well at the end of this book more than any other book where it's like huh there's just all these loose ends flying around and we and they all say we'll talk to you again we'll be back we'll see you soon and it's just like wow we've never really left a book with this many loose ends of like well, we could talk for a long time about what Lupin's doing now. We could talk for a long time what's Sirius Black doing right now. Like, and Pettigrew and Voldemort. Like, there's all these things. And, like, she doesn't have to stitch it all together next book. She's, like, for all we know, Sirius is going to take a couple books to figure his stuff out. And Lupin might not even come back until some grand entrance where he's a werewolf. And, like, suddenly werewolf. And that'd be cool, right? But in the meantime, like... We just have so much left to ponder in this book. Um, but yeah, things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, mostly those things. Lupin. Um, Dementors. How about you? Mm. Mm. I mean, there there are, if, if I tell you scenes that I actually like mm-hmm. in the movie, is that going to spoil it for you? Nah. I really like um, particularly Harry Harry's time in the Leaky Cauldron. Oh, in, cool! In this in this film, yeah. I think it's really fun. Hmm. Um, it was so long ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I, I also I like um, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the, of the whole thing is 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 the the Hermione smack. <laughs> it's like it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Mm-hmm. It's just so like Spitfire. There she is, mm-hmm. and I I love seeing it on screen. So yep. those are those are my scenes that I'm eager to. I'm so excited to watch this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> the I I love I think I love the movie more than the book. That's really saying something. Like th- this book is really good, and I think that there are some things that this book does better than the movie. But mm-hmm. I think the movie was that was one of the stronger movies of the series too. Nice. So I'm good, excited to share good debut with you. for the director. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Um, we are of course taking our usual vacation between books, not vacation per se, but we're doing a couple like intermittent <clears throat> episodes where we just talk about us and not Harry Potter. And we just talk about books that we like to read and, and our lives a little bit and um, kind of give you a glimpse of that. Um, we'd love if you guys were to send in any listener questions or emails or anything like that. We'll give you all the links at the end, but um, we would love, I mean, we have a few episodes to just kind of talk about stuff. So if you want to talk about stuff like now is the perfect time. Yeah. We totally to want to hear from you questions or anything. And now that we've all read the book together, we can be like excited about it. And you can tell us your favorite parts and about the movie and stuff like that. And, uh, I'll run anything through Alyssa 
before I read it. So, like, if you want to talk spoilers, I guess go for it. Um, because, yeah, I'll just run I'll, it through my editor first. I'm the great <laughs> sieve over yeah. here. Yep. So, uh, definitely, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, but, yeah, in addition to those two episodes, or however many episodes it turns out of us just kind of talking, we're also going to read a book that's not Harry Potter. Um what is it called? <laughs> I should it's, know this. This is one of my favorite books of all time. We're mm-hmm. going to do it uh, quite a bit quicker than yeah. we've done the Harry Potter books. Um, partly because I think that it would just plain be torture to slow it down any more than what I'm suggesting. Yeah. And it is Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Mm, speculative fiction, I think is what you would call it. It's It's... Um, adult fiction. It's it's okay. marketed to adults, um, and it's I I I just I loved it. And then I, I uh, we didn't really talk about this, but I think that you'll be on board. That um, there's there was a film adaptation in like 2011 of it, and I think that we should watch that too. Yeah, sure, I'm down. Um, because it's totally awesome. It's so good. Um, but do not do not watch any previews before okay, i won't yeah you kind of want me to go into this it's book. this is this is a book that is it's so um it's a it's addictive to read and we're going to read it in three parts yep. because it's written in three parts and um there's it's 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 better to know as little as possible going into it yep so i'm staying staying clean so if you've read it Reach out to me. Let me know. If you haven't read it, highly recommend. Please join us on this journey because it's going to be awesome. And then we plan after that to head back to Goblet of Fire in January. Yep. That's the plan. So. And um, yeah. So we're trying out a different book series. We've heard just enough feedback from people saying like, this is great. What if they read other books? And we're like, yeah, what if we did read other books? So we're, we're trying a thing. If it yeah. works, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't work... We'll consider not doing it again for a while. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about podcasting stuff, like, we can do this for years if we want. So if we're reading multiple books and then come back to Harry Potter, we know you'll just kind of be there with us. So that's great. Um, And, uh, yeah, we've really had a lot of fun with this part of the – we still have one more episode, so I'm not going to say all the goodbyes. But it's been fun reading this with you. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, it's good. This feels less and less like a kid's book and more and more like – oh, yeah, this is a complex universe with complex characters, and it doesn't all need to be wrapped up in a bow. And, yeah, sure, there's Voldemort, who's a pretty straightforward bad guy, but it's kind of getting to be a bit more than that. Um, So, yeah, good stuff. So if you want to answer answer any of those questions for us or weigh in on what you thought of this book on – your second or fifth or 20th read or wherever you're at <laughs> in your journey with Harry Potter. Um, you can reach out to us at WordstruckPod on Twitter or directly to me at Alyssa Small or at Clark Hodges. Yay. Or you can shoot us an email if you want to uh, break free from 140 characters at WordstruckPodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.